Hello and welcome to another episode of All Villa No Filler. On this week's show, we discuss a sadly familiar tale as we struggle to create chances against Spurs. On a more positive note, though, we introduce a new feature called the Perfect 10, where we review how individual players have performed so far this season. Plus, as ever, we'll have the back-in-time quiz where the ultimate winner, looking increasingly like Frankie, gets a free Nando's courtesy of the losers, looking increasingly like me and Roisin. (laughs) But before we get into all that, let's check in with the other two lifelong villains who join me on the show. Firstly, Roisin Mendonca, how are you? Hi, Georgie. I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. And uh, Frankie Maguire, how are things? Oh, very good, thank you very much. Very good. How, how, have, you been, uh, how have you been this week? Uh, well, today I, I learned something brand new. I, I, I never realised that the football club River Plate is based on a river. You know, um, river Plate? Uh, yeah. Um, today, <laughs> I, to I be just, specific. I, I, saw, I, found, I saw a picture of the River Plate Stadium, El Monumental, um, and uh, on online and i sent it to the whatsapp group and i said um is that the sea next to it and rashim was like well it's river plate so it's <laughs> on a river I was like oh yeah every day is uh, an education frankie yeah. oh that's that's good frankie well done you yeah. do yeah you learn, you learn something new every day and you've yeah. proved that point Very exactly good. you know i am as stupid as i look <laughs> um, uh, uh, have you so have you been to El Monumental, Roger? I have, yeah. I went to the I don't know I don't know if you call it Derby Day there. <laughs> I went to River Boca there, um, which was which was quite an experience. Showed them some of my hooligan best hooligan moves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> taught them a few things, um, but yeah, yeah, I did admire the what, river. <laughs> what, what, what does uh, what does Boca mean, Frankie? Oh, um, <laughs> did you learn that? That can be for next week's show. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do your research? Yeah, guys, I forgot to tell you the I forgot to tell you the end of the story last week. Mm. You know the the old story about the uh, FA Cup and how the FA Cup made it up to the the family greengrocer oh, of because they had oh, yeah. yeah I I I, I, <laughs> I was listening back to our podcast just mm. listening to ourselves in my my free time and I realised that I kind of cut off cut the story short um, that the <laughs> the FA Cup winning player that they had lodging in the greengrocers. Um, the next season he his kind of football career was up and I was talking to my auntie um, and she told me that he had to take on an electrician's apprenticeship to make sure that he had a career wow after after the football yeah so win the FA Cup one year and then become an electrician's apprentice the next year because you can't afford to to... that's incredible I mean that goes back to a previous discussion we were we were having about players back in those days where yeah. it was incredible where you'd, you'd get you know you'd win the FA Cup or you'd have 50 60,000 people coming to see you play every week and then once your career was over you just became like a pub landlord plumbing done Alan Hutton turns up like, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, he doesn't look a little bit like a plumber yeah. so, um, I, can imagine, I can imagine that happening uh, madness have you been George yeah, I've been I've been okay. Yeah, I've been I've been all right. I mean, in in, in um, maybe I mentioned this in the last show, but in Wales they've they've allowed us to um, to uh, move within a five mile radius of our own houses. So I've just been literally like getting out the um, what do you call that thing where you measure out like a circle on a piece of paper? It's a, you know, the, a compass. 
It's a, it's a, it's got, it's a compass. No, 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 it's not. It's a protractor. It's a protractor. No. Then you, st- you stick the little needle in and then you draw around. Mm, I mean, I, you guys might be showing your ignorance quite How bad are we? we can, I don't know river plates on a river. Definitely a compass. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can tell I gave anyway, up. Anyway, go on, right. So you've, you've got a five-mile compass. Yeah, I've got a five-mile compass protractor, right. whatever, whatever I want to call it, in my own mind, in my own head. And, um, and yeah, I've just, I've just been exploiting Cardiff within those five-mile uh, limits. <laughs> I've been going to all sorts of places. Rubina, right. Park. It's been it's Ooh. been uh, it's been a real adventure. I, I hope to go further than five miles in the next couple of months, but you know who knows where we are in the, in, in you know in that period of time. I don't know. Like the Proclaimer but, um, song, I yeah. would walk five miles, um, <laughs> <laughs> making barely any effort. Just like five miles will do. That'll do. <laughs> there we are. Turn back, back to back to the house. Even that's too far. <laughs> Okay then, so it finished Villa nil, Spurs two. Another game bereft of attacking prowess from the boys in claret and blue. Rasheen, how did you see it? Okay, so the first goal, I think Mings might have had that covered. I don't think that Emmy needed to to come out, and I know it was a mistake, but I'm kind of getting, and I've noticed it a couple of times. I've noticed that Emmy Martinez, you know, he he really really wants to get involved and he really wants to get involved in the plays and he wants to come up for the corners and he wants he wants to do absolutely everything and I don't know if at the moment because he he has been one of our most consistent one of our kind of players that's really wowed us this season. I don't know if he was trying to do too much and maybe he's feeling the pressure um because I I do think that Ming's probably had it covered. Um, now, like I say, it's just a mistake, but I don't know if, if, like I say, the pressure might be getting to him a bit much. And then I think the second goal, I, just, I, I like Harry Kane. I like Harry Kane a lot. And I think he's a fantastic footballer. And I think he reads the game exceptionally well, but I do think it was quite cynical from him. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, I think it was very cynical. Yeah. And I think it shows how excellently he reads the game because he read exactly what was going to happen. I'm not going to get the ball passed. Oh, I'll, I'll you know, run straight into Matty Cash's legs and boom, I'll get a penalty. Um, so he, he played, you know, he played the game's rules well um, and he kind of he kind of bent them to his advantage, I suppose. But I, I do feel ever so slightly hard done by. Not that we were fantastic and not that we really had, you know, hardly any shots on target, but I do feel that the first one was very much a mistake from somebody who's really, really trying to push and, and really, really wants to do well and perhaps has a, a bit of the weight of the team on his shoulders. And the second one, I, I do think Harry Kane was just, you know, playing things to his advantage. I mean, what do you boys think? It, it was, I mean, I, it was a pretty poor game, wasn't it? Two sides who seemed to be out of form, um, not really creating too many chances. I think we only had one. Did we have one shot or one shot on target, I think? Um, which is which is really poor at home against the Spurs side, which is kind of lacking in confidence at the moment. Um, with the with the Martinez Mings defensive mix up for the first goal, it's it's hard. I, th- I think there's a lot of pressure now on the defence because I I do kind of think they 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 don't have too much faith at the moment in the um, more offensive players. So you know they they've been so good at the back, they've kept so many clean sheets and everything else. But you know when we're not scoring, that puts that puts so much pressure on the whole team to try and to try and get forward and, 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 and try and, and try and make amends for that. It just, it does make, it makes the whole thing just really, really difficult. And I suppose the question is, Frankie, you know, if I ask you what, why, why are Villa not creating? Is it as simple as, as Jack Grealish not being available or does it run deeper than that? 
Um, I think at the moment, I think Dean Smith said after the game that um, the players now look like them, they themselves are waiting for Jack to return. And I think that hit the nail on the head, really. Because when I was watching it yesterday, as soon as we went 1-0 down, I said, I was watching it with my girlfriend, I said, game over, we're going to lose. Because at the moment, we just look like a team bereft of imagination going forward. And I think that's partly down to the limitations of our squad. It's probably just where we are at the moment. Um, you know, and we've been seeing it probably since post-lockdown, but especially since the Sheffield United game, I think we've been just very predictable. And, you know, we're mixing up our midfield quite a lot now. We're, we don't seem to have quite found the right formula. Our wingers, you know, it's, you know, compared to, I mean, we keep saying it all the time, but compared to Jack Grealish, none of them are even close to his level. No. Um, so, and then Ollie himself just looks so isolated all the time. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, the positive thing that we can look at it is, right, we should be safe now, 40, 41 points, whatever it is. This is something to learn from going forward and to figure out now what it is we need to do this summer to ensure that if we're in a scenario like this again next season, we're not going to have the same issues, the same creative issues. Um, I, I, think, I, I think, as Dean Smith said, I think partly looking at the players, they just look a bit like they themselves are just waiting for Jack to come back, um, particularly in an off, on offensive sense. I mean, yeah, losing a player of that quality, it is going to have a huge effect. Um, and just at the moment, I'm not seeing a player who's able to play clever through balls. Do, do you think, though, some criticism has to come in for Smith in so far as he's had a few games now without Jack Grealish uh, and, and ultimately, you know, there has to come a point where you, you, need, to, you need to figure out solutions to that, to that quite significant, granted, problem. Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah. is, it, is there any issue with how Smith has, has, has handled this tactically? I think that the problem is, is that he's built the team around Jack Grealish because Jack Grealish is such a fantastic player. Yeah. And that's great. And it's the right thing to do. But Jack Grealish and his creativity makes all the other players not as good as him, but at a superior level. Mm. Um, they get into clever positions and he, he sees it and he, the, the balls are weighted perfectly and he's got this creativity. You think he's going one way, he goes another way and somebody's there. Although our players might be kind of getting in the, those positions because you haven't got that person there, that, that kind of visionary to, like Frankie says, to thread those balls through. They've kind of gone from looking like this kind of, you know, super top of the league, 7-2, amazing, to, maybe not top of the league, but you know what I mean, <laughs> um, to just, you know, I don't know, kind of, the, I can't even think of the word. It's, it's, that, it's that kind I've, of, I've never, yeah. I've never known the contrast uh, between, you know, having one man in the team and one man out of a team and how that team performs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. And and they're doing the same thing, but without him, uh, it's like it's, it's, it's taken the shine off it somehow. They're just kind of there in those positions and and there's nobody to kind of cleverly get the ball to them and and wait that pass perfectly and, and, and have that precision and that timing. And it just, it, it, it was right of Dean Smith to, to kind of tailor the team to Jack Grealish. But you're right in that if you take Jack Grealish out, Dean Smith maybe should have come up with a B plan. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in, some, in some way, I mean, you're absolutely right, Rasheen. Um, I, th- I think in some ways as well, like, I guess it, you can only work with what you've got. 
uh, in a way. And I think some a player that he is missing at the moment is Wesley. I do think Wesley's sort of physicality might have added an, an extra option. And you saw Spurs play with two strikers yesterday. And that's something we could potentially have done. I mean, the frustrating thing was like Spurs were definitely there for the taking. That defence was really there to be beaten, um, considering what happened in the last week. And you could see in the first 20 minutes, I thought, do you know what, we... I'm not massively confident we're going to score goals at the moment, but I feel like we really could do today. And then just, I mean, something as well we have to learn from this season is that when we go behind, we've got to work out a way to come back because at the moment it just feels like any time we go behind, we can't do it. We, we just don't mm. look at, um, and I, you know, I don't want to accentuate negatives. And I, you know, I see Twitter and it just, <laughs> just goes crazy and all that. And that's, yeah, that's what social media is. But, yeah. um, but ultimately I think, you know, this is a learning process. This is where we are as a club. And, you know, it's telling us we need to get a, a high-class winger in, probably. The, the problem is, is if, if Jack Greedish does come back, then, Frankie, who will you take your fashion advice from <laughs> and your fashion tips because oh, he's got Instagram. You've got the ma- you've currently got the matching night tracksuit on and Gucci puffer sat here oh, while we're doing this. I tell you what, it suits me, right? <laughs> no, suits I, me. Absolutely. Straight what are you going to do if Jack comes back into the team? You're just going to get the full kit on. Tell you what, ankles. Frankie, you 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 had that first, didn't you? I think Jack Greenish was podcast, and he thought that that double Gucci number looks looks right. You know, right touch. He looks absolutely fantastic. And the fact that the camera has stayed on him for so long, they knew. They knew how good he looks. <laughs> That's Gary what Neville. the crowd wants. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we paid to see. This is what this guy, uh, is all about. Um, yeah, I mean, luckily he has Instagram, so hopefully he'll post a few photos with some, you know, some good, good clobber on. All villa, no filler. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. The perfect 10. It's the perfect 10, which I'm hosting this week. This is a feature where two of us review the performances of each key Villa player so far this season and give them a score out of 10. First up, it's Argentina's greatest ever player. Nobody else compares, surely. Emmy Martinez. So I'll start with Roisin. What have you made of Emmy this season? Well, he was going to straight up get the perfect 10 until this week. We were going to go <laughs> straight in um, and I would have given an absolute perfect 10. Um, he is a, a sensation. I think he's absolutely sensational. We've discussed many a time what on earth Arsenal were doing with him. Because, um, you know, he was there for, for, for a good while, wasn't he? Um, and proving himself in, in those cup matches. Um, but coming to Villa, it's like a, it's a whole new world. We've had our, we've had our trials and tribulations with keepers in the last year, apart from maybe a, you know, a nice little penalty shootout with Jed Steer. I don't think we've really <laughs> had much going on. Um, and Emmy Martinez has come. He's strong. He's athletic. He like, he, he's the force, Frankie, as the you force. say, he's leaping from left to right. Um, he's absolutely, and he's hard working. I know that kind of earlier on in the podcast, I, I suggested that perhaps he's doing too much and he's making a few mistakes because of that. Um, but I think that just shows his, his kind of passion and his willing and, and he, he wants to win and he wants to improve. Um, he is absolutely 
he's fantastic. And the you know the the games where he's made mistakes. So yesterday's game and and was it the West Ham game? Um, you know the we've looked bad as a team um, and, and they've been some of our worst games. And I think to me, that just shows how much of a, a, an integral part he has already become. Um, God forbid that he goes anywhere. Uh, we need Argentina's numero uno um, in the Aston Villa squad. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said there, Roisin. George, what, 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 what have you made of uh, Emmy Martinez? Yeah, I, th- I think I think um, before Martinez joined, we had a little bit of a goalkeeper crisis, as in we had tons of them, but there was no one who really st- you know staked a claim to be number one. I mean, obviously we did have Heaton last season, but then he suffered that horrible injury at Burnley. Mm-hmm. But then before that, there was Jed Steer, there was Oya Nealand. You know, we had Pepe Reina come in towards the tail end of last season. Uh, Nealand was like at the the helm of our best moment last season, though. So that is true. He'll always have that in his locker. <laughs> but yeah, but he was. <laughs> he was save of the season, but he he was never going to be obviously, despite the save of the season, uh, our, our long term uh, goalkeeper moving forward. Lovra Kalinic as well. So we had tons of these goalkeepers, but mm. none of them really really sort of fit in. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, we, we obviously needed a keeper with Heaton still out at the start of the season, and with Martinez. I was a little bit unsure when we signed him because twenty million pounds, you know, granted in today's day and age, that's not like you know a vast amount of money, but it's still significant, and it's a significant amount of money to pay for a keeper who had only made a handful of appearances for Arsenal, albeit some very good ones. Um, so I, yeah, I was a little bit unsure, um, but I mean, what an incredible season he's had so far, and and yes, we can talk about a couple of games where he's. Um, where he's made some mistakes but um, I remember after the West Ham game I think he came out and he said that you know the way he conceded the second or third goal was essentially unacceptable and he stayed late in training to try and rectify those mistakes and then the game after that I'm pretty sure was the Arsenal game where uh, he put in an incredible performance a brilliant save probably the best save he's made this season from that uh, Xhaka free kick Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously kept another clean sheet and that is the mark of, a, of a, a truly top goalkeeper it's someone who can put their hands up and say you know that wasn't good enough and I'm willing to improve and I'm going to work really hard to improve and just the, the stats speak for themselves you know the incredible amount of clean sheets that we've had and yes credit to the, the, the front four in, in front of him the, the, the defence but a lot of you know a lot of the points have been won by Martinez alone there were some games where he's put in an incredible shift um, and um, yeah, you know, we did we did our perfect eleven at the start of the season, and we 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 put Bosnich in um, as our as our goalkeeper. But I think if we did that section now, you know, I think there would be a legitimate play. <laughs> no, no way! You think he's a potentially? I know, I know, it's only one season. No. But in, in terms in terms of in terms of, I always I always base the well the perfect eleven. I always try to base it around players that I've actually seen live in terms of their performances. And in terms of his goalkeeping performances, I can't really think of too many who are, who, who are above him. Bosnich, okay, you know, I might have been a bit young to really appreciate how good he was, but I knew he was a good keeper then. Um, but Martinez has got to be, for me, you know, he's, he's, he's up there. He's up there so far, for sure. So it's what are you giving him? I'm giving Emmy Martinez nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Exceptional. And Roisin, oh. what is your score? I don't know. I've taken him down a point for those mistakes. I'm being quite, I'm being quite conservative on yeah. this and quite harsh. Um, I don't know if 
I don't know if nine's a bit high for, you know, just over half a season. Hey, they're listening. That's my, that's my rating. That's quite, you can, that, you can you've make got, You've got players you that have been here for like, you know, quite some years and you're just going to go in at a nine. Because we're making a league table out of this, are we? We're going to put the man that's only been there for less than a season potentially at the but, top. But Rashid, how, how much of an impact has he made in terms of mm. our league position currently? I mean, last season without oh. him, I, I know we can talk about the impact of Jack Grealish, but behind him... He is the next most important player that we have in our in our you know in our ability to avoid rele- another relegation. I, he's good. He's good, but I, I think maybe I need to see a little bit more, just a little bit more. So I think I'm going to go with a more conservative eight for Emi okay. Martinez. Ocho uh, <laughs> <laughs> for any of our Spanish <laughs> listeners. What does that mean? <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, I think it means uh, octopus. Is it? Sorry? Uh, I, don't what, I don't know what octopus has to do with this. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a eight and a half on average of your two scores. So eight and a half for Emmy this season. He's, um, I'd, I'd agree with both of you. He's a, he's a thoroughly modern goalkeeper. And uh, I look around the world now at all the goalkeepers and think there really aren't many I would take over him. So Emmy Martinez, congratulations, eight and a half. That was the perfect 10 and Emmy Martinez comes straight in with a big score. What a signing he's been for the Villa. We'd like to hear what you think of our players this season. So how would you rate them? You can email us at allvillanofilla at gmail.com or get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. There is a very, very welcome international break in the meantime. Uh, But it is Fulham at home in just under a fortnight. Frankie Fulham, how do you think that one's going to go? We're in a bit of a rut at the moment. We're um, not looking very confident. Um, But if Jack Grealish returns, I dare say that might lift the spirits of the players. And I do think we would then have enough, surely, to break down... Fulham's defence, though, to be fair. Fulham have improved enormously since we beat them 3-0 earlier this season. They are quite defensively relatively solid for where they are in the table, I guess. Um, I'd be slightly concerned about Josh Josh Madger. I don't know if you've seen Sunderland Till I Die. He's a big character in that. Um, he, He looks a decent player, and I always think with strikers who need a goal, historically, for some reason, when they play Villa, they get that goal. Um, so I'm hoping that our defence have been relatively excellent this season can sort of withstand that. Um, but we really need to get out of this rut um, quite urgently because we don't want this season to just drift and, you know, sort of slide down the table a bit and it all ends up just being a bit of a disappointment at the end or a little bit more of an anticlimax, not a disappointment. But, uh, but yeah, I, th- I mean, obviously, we, we, of course we have enough to beat Fulham and it might, you know, in the end it might depend on whether Super Jack's back or not. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, yeah, I think um, I think yeah, very much depends on on him being back. I think I think Cash will benefit from playing yesterday. I know he'll be disappointed about giving away that penalty, whether it was or wasn't, is debatable. But yeah, I think getting him back playing, getting him back used to that sort of back four again is 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 going to be is going to be good. Looking ahead to that Fulham game, um, Fulham are playing so much better now than they were uh, when we played them at the start of the season. As you say, they're they're obviously scrapping for 
for points. They made some quite shrewd signings in January. Um, as you say, Madge is one of them. He, he seems to have done quite well. Luckman has done really well. Um, I think Scott Parker's probably found a much more settled side in a formation that seems to work for, for him and them. Yeah, I think I think it probably might boil down to just a lack of quality overall for them. Um, but as yeah, it just always goes back to to Jack. If if Jack is is fit and, and firing, and and the fact that we have a whole week before he plays um, is is obviously beneficial for him and his return to to fitness is great. Um, so yeah, it's kind of if if Jack's back, I I think we can we can do it. If he's not, then. Maybe it's a different story. What about you, <laughs> We have to win. 6 0. We have to. <laughs> there are moments that you have to you have to seize them. And for, for morale, for just we have to win. It's non-negotiable. So whether he's back or not, I don't care. We're winning. <laughs> there, we, there we are. Unlucky for That's them. all I have to do say you, on the matter. <laughs> do you know who we I us three at the moment, we can't it's kind of similar to the end of Titanic when they're on the table that's just floating in the sea. She's like a Jack Dawson, Leo's character's there. She's like, Jack, come back, come back. I feel like I am that right now. I'm Kate Winslet on the da- floating table. Just come back, come back. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting him sink to the bottom of the sea. There's more yeah. than enough room on this door. He's allowed. I'd get in the sea and allow him on the door, to be honest. You're Kate. The you Jack. give him the door, you freeze to death. Go, Jack. I would. I would. Straight You're, to Miller Park. I'm like floating on the puffer jacket. I blow air into it, just like, come on, we can survive this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably big enough to be a life raft, that jacket. <laughs> you blew it up. <laughs> Picked up by that ship, you know, a few days later. It's just floating the Atlantic in a, in a giant puffer Gucci jacket. <laughs> the car, the car Pathia or whatever it's called. You go <laughs> back right, up. Yeah. What is this? Who is that? It's me like waving. My what, an, what an incredible tangent we've just found ourselves <laughs> going down. Um, amazing. But yeah, no, we'll beat the Fulham. Of course, we will beat Fulham. <laughs> okay, it's time for the Back in Time quiz now, where I'll take a journey back in time to see how much these guys really know about Aston Villa. As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend. Whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy and by the end of the season, whoever's won the title the most wins a free Nando's. The catch being the losers have to buy it for them. Now, the last time you guys played, it was Frankie again, who came away victorious. Um, we're not going to do buzzer sounds for this particular Ooh. quiz. So, so the reason I thought about doing it, doing this quiz that I'm about to introduce is uh, it's a celebration of uh, Ollie Watkins' call-up to the England squad. I'm sure, like me, you had your England bunting out on the front <laughs> of your house. Uh, I, I live in Wales, so that went down like cold sick. Uh, but, um, but, but yeah, this is it's a, it's a celebration of Ollie Watkins. Can we Watkins. do the crossbar challenge? How many times we can hit the crossbar? <laughs> How did you know? You ruined it. Yeah. You ruined it for everybody. Uh, no, it's it's simply it's simply a number. I think there's 75, soon to be 76, when Ollie gets his gets his game time. Um, England players, uh, Aston Villa players who played for England okay. in our history. So I want you to put a number, both Frank and Machine, on the on the amount of players you think you can name who've been capped for England. Ooh. Are we, we going to then name them all? Then you have to name them. You have to name the amount that you think you know. 
and then Ooh. if you don't get it then the other person has a chance to steal. oh my um i might write down is it okay if i write I it down on paper no no, no. I, can't write them down can't write them oh, down can't write them down okay highly from memory you know well yeah so so basically if you if you say you think you can name nine machine frankie you then have to think if you can name 10 then you go Ooh. first and if you say 10 machine could go 11 then she goes oh uh, i mean Three. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I might, so I might get ten. I might get ten. I might. Are you going with ten? Push. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. So this is this is Aston Villa players, you know, past and present, who pulled right. on the three lions jersey and have turned out for England. I'll, I'll go. I'll go eleven. I'll try eleven. Okay, Rasheed, do you want to go twelve? No, yeah. <laughs> okay. Frankie, are you going to go thirteen? I'll let us say a 12. <laughs> but you pulled me into this. Why did you do that? Okay. Right. Okay, you, re you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You take I can name one. Gabriella Bogler. <laughs> he, is, he is one. So you're one of 12 down. You need 11 more. It's one Any, cap. Yeah, uh, yeah. How many caps do they have? Do, Three. do they have to have, do, like, can Fabian Delph? Do they yeah, have to yeah, do yeah. Fabian Delph? Fabian okay. Delph. Two, yes. Darius Vassell. Mm. Three. Yeah. Jack Grealish. Yes, four. Tyrone Mings. Yes, five. <laughs> um, oh no. <laughs> Think of all those players we've discussed in the Perfect Eleven. In the Perfect exactly. Eleven, but half of them are Irish or Australian. <laughs> Or, um, or English. <laughs> or English. Um, so. Uh, Tony Morley? Tony no. Morley, yes. Tony Morley. Tony Morley. Okay, um, you're halfway there already. Come on. Uh, I can't do this, Frankie. Just name your 11. Oh, uh, you've got. I think you've got this. Dennis Mortimer. Dennis Mortimer. Oh, no. No, you tricked me. You said to think what? of the perfect 11. Dude, there are other people in the perfect 11 who were, who were in there, who we mentioned, but no, Dennis Mortimer. He didn't <gasps> play for England. He didn't Whoa. play for England. I think my dad told me he was the best uncapped player for England ever. Dad. Oh, well. Wow. Oh, right. Gonna listen to your dad. I think. Right, I Frankie. never listened to him. Right, Frankie. Can you, actually, Frankie, can you name 11 players? You went with 11, right? Yeah. Can you name 11 players that haven't yet been mentioned by Rashid, do you think? I'll try. Just, just to just to just to give it that that extra challenge. Um, okay, so Ashley Young <laughs> was the one. I win. Ashley Young, yeah, Ashley Young. Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate. Oh, that was the, yeah, that I was the one I thought. His name. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Southgate. Um, uh, Hugo Ekiog played for England. That's very good. Yeah, he did. Um, oh my. Um, God, it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it it, it is hard. Okay, all right. So I'll give you, in which case, I'm going to transfer you um, over the six that Rasheen got. Yeah. So you've now got six and eight, nine. Six and three is nine. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a maths podcast, Rasheen. <laughs> um, a shambles is what it is. <laughs> um, Peter Wyth, did he play for England? Peter Wyth did play got for England. Game. Martin so, Keown. One more Martin Keown. See, that's a tricky one. Because, played for England. But Martin Keown, <laughs> he he wasn't capped as an as a. He's not in there. Which means I win. <laughs> I, don't win. Know, I don't know who wins. I don't know who wins. Yeah, Martin I Keown. Got more. 
before what? I failed. Well, I guess maybe this goes to a quizzing panel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we. I'm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's come to this. To be honest, I am going to because I'm the the adjudicator. I'm going to award this quiz to Rasheem Mendel. Yeah! Yes. You have named. You have named more players who played for Aston Villa and played for England whilst they were at Aston Villa. So I think legitimately. You have won this quiz. Oh, I God. can't believe I won one! I was wild there at Villa. You were sat oh, there no. so cocky laughing at me. No! Yes! My wild herb sauce just drifted away. Sink into the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, that's it. You're on Titanic. I'm wild that lifeboat. Done. I'm in the upper classes. How do you feel? I knew you could do it. I mean, you won it in quite strange circumstances, but a win is a win. How do you feel? I feel. I feel like Ollie Watkins <laughs> on his England will feel on his England debut. I feel a million dollars. Is this your is this your first win? Like, thinking about it. This is my it very is. first oh. win in all these weeks, boys. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what the country's been waiting for. <laughs> Me and Ollie Watkins in the same week. I feel, I feel, you know, during lockdown, we need these sorts of moments to lift our, you know, <laughs> national spirits. And um, I feel, gr- I feel great that you've. You know what? I'm going outside to do a minute's applause now. A minute's applause. That <laughs> for a shame. You're already clapping uh, around here. Fireworks, everything. The The government's going to announce tomorrow the lockdown's over. We all need to go out yeah. and celebrate. Oh, well done, Rasheen. <laughs> well, well done, Rasheen. Well, fair well, play. To be honest, there there are a few a few here that I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention Darren Bent, Stuart Downing, Stephen Warnock, James Milner, Emil Heskey, Scott Carson, David James, Gareth Barry. Yeah. Gareth lots of Lee Hendry. Lots of names. Lee yeah. Hendry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you Paul know Murphy. what you it was you saying? Think of the perfect eleven, but that's fine. Worked for me. Mm. Kind of. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad this is this is it's come to this. You've stopped Frankie in his tracks, and that uh, that makes me feel Disaster. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Alinsky. Congratulations, and see you next week, Rasheen. Oh, thanks, George. Up the villa, I'm riding off into the sunset on my unsinkable <laughs> ship right now. Oh. Unbelievable. Up the villa. Up Ollie. <laughs> up everything. I'm so happy for you, Sheen. Right, cheery bye, Frankie. Apologies, oh, considerations. I feel, like, I feel like I'm sinking to the bottom of the Atlantic at the moment. This is te- this is terrible. I'm, I'm going to regroup. I'm going to come back from this. <laughs> singing nearer my God today as you go down. <laughs> and uh, and uh, goodbye from me. Next week we'll have a new Villains Abroad episode and then we'll all be back for the Fulham game. But until then, come on, you Villa boys from Aston. Aston.